It's wonderful to have you all at church this morning. If you have just joined us, this is your first Sunday in July, making room. And it came from this recognition that for many of us, life is just relentlessly busy and we continue to accumulate stuff and commitments and habits and are bombarded by all these messages to the point where it can actually sometimes crowd out that which is most important to us, actually faith in God. And so our heart for these three weeks is that we will come back to that place of recognise the importance of making room just to be with him. So in week one, Cathy kicked us off by reminding us that actually we, part of that making room is, is time. Like we actually need to slow down in order to make room to simply be with God. And, and last week, Steve thought about all the different stuff that we accumulate in our life and the importance of sifting that so that we can have greater kingdom alignment with the way that we are living. So if you've missed those weeks, really encourage you to go and have a listen to them online. We put them all up on our website in the download section. Super easy to find and really important. And this morning, I'm going to wrap up our series by looking at making room to grow in our faith as we step into that place of stretching with our walk with God. But I want to start by asking you to turn to someone and actually share, has there been a time where you have felt stretched? It doesn't have to be a particularly faith-based one, though it can be as well. Maybe it was a, a new work experience, or maybe you had to stretch in a sporting context, or something that was outside of your comfort zone, or outside of your ability that you thought at that time you had to do that little bit of stretch. Just turn to someone around you and share what that was and what that was like. All right. That's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of stories, which is really good. Chances are there's a lot more to those stories than you're able to share in that quick minute. So why don't you continue that conversation with the person next to you at the end of the service as well. But I'm glad that you're able to so easily bring that to mind because it's going to set us up well today. There is that sense for us, isn't there, that whenever we step into that place of stretching for a new experience or whatever it is, that first time, it, it does, it, it stretches us, it, it grows our capacity. That's how our skills grow or, or whatever it is. And I want you to hold on to that thought as we continue through the message. If you've been part of our our faith family here before this year, you'll remember that we had a really significant statement on the wall where our art installation is this year. And it was this, simply said this, that we are a people who are learning to live and love like Jesus. And I remember this, this was um, where some of the pastors gathered together and actually dedicated this installment, these rocks that people had written their names on, this ceremony of commitment, if you want, that we were going to commit ourselves individually to this ongoing process as believers where we increasingly learn to live and love like Jesus. To put it in Bible language, this ongoing process of sanctification, where day by day and week by week, month on month, we are leaning in, we're pressing on, we're we're growing, stretching, continuing to be shaped, formed, and transformed into the very image of Christ Jesus, the one in whom we love. For us, this was simply a reflection that the New Testament assumes that this is going to be the pattern for the believer, that there will be day by day this experience of getting to know God more, getting to work out what it looks like to follow him more fully, to experience more of the blessings of being in his kingdom. And so there's some verses, 2 Corinthians 3.18, a pretty key one, that we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. And we use the illustration then, and Des picked it up again in his message in the book of Ephesians, that we want to be the kind of people where those who know us would come back and meet us again in six months 
or a year or two years or five years. And they'd be able to observe and they'd be able to reflect back to us, wow, you seem to walk with such greater intimacy with Jesus than you did the last time I met you. And actually your life, the way you respond to life circumstances, the way you interact with other people, you just look so much more like Jesus than the last time I met you. And I believe that is still the genuine desire of many in this room. Am I right in assuming that? Yeah. But again, if we're not intentional, life has a way of crowding that out with its busyness and its competing demands. And so we need to make sure that we are making room in order to grow, in order to stretch, to stretch beyond our current understanding of God and experience of God, to enlarge our love for God and to continue participating in this lifelong process of what God, through his Holy Spirit, is doing in us and through us. And so I maintain that I have my identity firmly fixed in Christ, but if you are a note taker during my messages, you do validate my existence. So grab your pens out and we're going to jump straight into the first setting, I think, where we stretch, and that's in when times of stretching find us. Now, chances are this is the one you automatically went to in that question. You went to that time when a time of stretching found you. Maybe you had a a new opportunity or a new responsibility. Maybe you stepped into a new ministry sort of leadership position for the first time. But we all know as well what it is to experience those circumstances that come and find us and stretch us. Could be a relational crisis, a health challenge. Maybe jobs and money are hard to come by and you have to learn what it means to live with not much. Maybe you stuff up in some way and actually have to work through failure. Whatever it is, these are often incredibly powerful opportunities, circuit breakers, if you will, that force us into that place where we can be stretched and we can grow as disciples of Jesus. How? Because God is always present and at work. Philippians 1.6, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The work that God is doing in us isn't hampered when seasons outside of our choosing come and find us. But actually, these are often these great catalysts that will lead us into a greater understanding of who God is, a greater self-awareness of maybe who we are. That actually through this, if we lean into these seasons, we can actually experience in a deeper way God being with us, present in the midst of that. And they certainly are the context for us to be shaped, molded, and transformed in our characters, aren't they? So I want to show you what I mean by this. If you have your Bibles, we're going to jump around a bit today, but we're going to start in Matthew chapter 8. In Matthew chapter 8, there's a story of a time of stretching that finds a centurion. And we know in part from the story and and also just from our historical social understanding of what a centurion was in the time, that this is a man of reasonable standing who has at his disposable authority and, and decent resources, particularly compared to a commoner. This is a man who is used to giving orders and having those obeyed, a man who's used to being respected and kind of being in control. And he has this time of stretching that comes upon him in that one of his servants, we assume, reading between the lines, someone in his household that he actually cares deeply about, is paralyzed and starts suffering terribly. And so he has this moment where he can lean into this time of stretching and do something different with his faith and and go seek out Jesus and and how Jesus would be present and at work in the midst of this setting. Or he could default to his normal, which is in using his own resources and his authority and his power. And I think in this, there's this beautiful leaning in that the centurion does. 
And so we have the story that he goes and he seeks out Jesus. Now, in this, I think there's already this wonderful stretch in his character. You have to remember a centurion is one of the occupying forces in Israel at the time. So to go to Jesus, being surrounded by Jewish people who, remember, he's kind of the occupying force in the region, and with this request, I think, shows a great deal of humility and vulnerability. And I suspect this is not out of character for this person. This is not a 180 for the centurion, but it does continue, I think, just to grow in him these beautiful things that were probably already present, but he stretches into them as with humility and vulnerability, he approaches Jesus and asks for the miracle. But by kind of leaning in and inviting God to be at work in this setting as well, he gets to see God do that, work powerfully. In what otherwise might have been a, a tragic story, you know, physician after physician coming through trying to help this paralyzed servant, he actually gets to see Jesus heal with simply a word. But it's the faith piece that's beautiful in this story, isn't it? The Jesus' commendation of him is that I have not found such faith in all of Israel. Again, not something that's crazy out of character. He must have already had some level of faith in Jesus in order to go and find him in this time of stretching and believe that he could heal him. But there's something very, very different about having the faith and believing that God can heal and then suddenly needing to pray that over yourself or someone close to you. That can be a moment of stretch for a lot of us. But actually, as we step into that place, as we stretch, as we grow, that does a beautiful thing not only for our faith, but our relationship with God. Is this making sense or is this all too vague? It's making sense. It's good. Telling people you're a really intelligent bunch of people. But anyways, but it's not hard to think of other examples in Scripture as well, is it, where characters find themselves in a season of testing and can either lean into that or continue going about handling the circumstances in their own strength. It's not hard to think of people like Job, who was a good man, a faithful man, a God-honoring man, when everything was going right for him and then suddenly finds himself in this place of stretching where everything good is taken away from him. And there's a season where he has to work through, am I going to continue to be faithful and to speak well of and to maintain that God is good in this season? That's a season of stretch. And Job, if you've read the book, he, he really, I think he leans into that space. The early church found faith in Jesus when all of a sudden there's all these Gentiles coming to faith and being filled with the Spirit and, and speaking in tongues and they're like, hang on, what do, what do we do with this? What is the gospel for these people? How does that fit with our understanding of salvation history uh, as people who once were also under the old covenant? You can read that journey that they have to go on. In the book of Acts, in the lead up to Acts chapter 15, there's a, there's a time of stretching for them and, and they lean into it. Peter and, uh, is great in there and all that kind of stuff. And it's not like times of stretching will always result in our spiritual growth, uh, which is why we need to lean into these times. We have to choose in those times to actually make room. And Jonah, I think, is a classic warning for us. A time of stretching comes his way, something that is outside of his comfort zone, something that would cause him to have to reach and to stretch. This assignment from God to go preach to the Ninevites. And instead of leaning in, you know the story, he literally runs away. And even when God orchestrates circumstances so that he has to fulfill the purposes of God, you get this sense as you read the final chapter of Jonah, these guys like, Jonah, you missed it, man. He's sitting there all sullen. He's just seen this amazing move of God, this miracle as people have returned to the living God. And he's almost sullen about the fact that he had to do it, that God would 
be gracious and be kind. And I actually end up reading through Jonah feeling a bit sad towards the end. Does anyone else get that? You think, Jonah, man, you, you missed it. You actually missed what God was trying to show you about himself, this kind, compassionate God who cares about all the people he created. And more than that, you actually missed what he was trying to do in you through this as well. So we have to lean into these times of stretching when they come and they find us. I think for most of us this morning, that's just something, that's something to bank. That's something to put in the back of your mind so that when a time of testing or stretching does come your way in the future, you already know how to respond. You go, hang on, I've already made the choice that when these times of stretching come, I'm actually going to lean in. I'm going to see what God is doing in this season and what he wants to do in me in this season. And if that causes a bit of discomfort, it's going to cause me to grow. Well, I'm going to actually embrace that. I'm going to lean into that. But for some of us, I'm acutely aware that right now you're in the thick of it time of stretch. And maybe it is something that is positive that you've wanted to step into a a new responsibility or a new gifting or, or something like that. But for many of us, these times are actually unwanted and they're unchosen. They're not something that we would want for ourselves. And my gentle encouragement is, if that's you, is to lean in to the stretch in this season, to make room to see what God is at work doing in you and to participate with him in that to give yourself over to that process that he has you on. It could be something as simple as actually journaling through this time of difficulty that you're having. Maybe it's actually inviting a close bunch of Christian brothers and sisters to journey in prayer alongside you through this season. Maybe it's having that close accountability person and giving them permission to just constantly bring you back to that place of how you honour God in this season is more important than how the circumstances pan out. Or maybe it's as simple as asking God, God, what do you desire to do me in this season? And then keep that in mind and do it. If God is calling me to trust him in this season, then I know I'm called to trust and I'm going to learn to trust him in a way that I haven't before. If in these circumstances God is actually dismantling some of my pride or arrogance or or self-reliance, then as hard as that is, I'm going to lean into that and I'm going to learn to embrace the humility and the dependence on God that he is shaping and forming and transforming in me through this season. Is this making sense? Super hard in the moment, hey? It's a proper stretch. That's the idea. Uh, but my encouragement is to lean into the stretch, that these can be actually the beautiful contexts for how God works in our lives to bring us to that place of greater understanding of who he is, who we are, and as we allow him to shape and form us as his people. And that's certainly been my testimony over, over hard stuff uh, in the course of my life, which you're more than welcome to uh, ask me about. So that's the first one. When times of stretching find us, we need to make sure we give proper room in those times to lean into the stretch and to participate with what God is at work doing in us in those times. The second one excites me, and that is that when moments for stretching appear, actually grab hold of them. You see, I think we have a little bit of idolatry about the big mountaintop moment in the Christian life, and so we often have, we're drawn to the big stories where something terrible happens, but God does something wonderful about it, and it teaches us about him. I get excited about this, that every single day, there are thousands of ways that God is prompting us, that God is encountering us, God is leading us to just actually take a little bit more of a step towards him and towards the people that we are becoming. Even when those times feel a little uncomfortable, and maybe they stretch us a bit and maybe like we don't feel like we're quite there yet 
all the time God is saying, hey, just one more step, one more step, one more step. And I think there is a beautiful power to this ongoing daily transformation that God is at work bringing in our lives. So I've got another question for you, and it's simply this. What has been a recent prompting that you experienced that would have been a little bit of a stretch in that moment? So I'm going to give a few examples just so you know what I mean. Like if you've ever been standing somewhere and you've actually felt the Spirit prompt you, that person that looks like they're having difficulty over there or is lonely, Maybe God is leading me to just go over and ask if I can help or just to spend some time with them. Maybe it's that, you know, you actually have that prompting from God. Hang on, I need to reach out to this person and ask how they're going. Maybe you've been having a conversation with someone. They've been sharing something that's going on in your life. They're on a work colleague. They don't really know Jesus, but you have that prompting. Why don't you offer to pray for them? And that can be a real stretch in those moments. It could be anything like that. I mean, I think coming out of the last two weeks, we're hearing stories where people are getting prompted about slowing or sifting in their daily week. So, so a moment like that, uh, and I'm going to let you off the hook, you don't have actually had to have acted on the prompting in order to share it for this time. So I just want you to recognize where some of those promptings are, because I do recognize that when the Holy Spirit prompts, unless we promptly act, we promptly forget. Um, But anyway, so share a recent prompting that you've had, preferably from the last two weeks. Let's keep this recent. Thank you. All right, how'd we go? All right, so same invitation. Uh, If those stories have more telling to be done, do continue those with the person you're sharing them with after the end of the service. And if that's a prompting that you've acted on and you've seen God move in really powerful ways, just layering up Steve's invitation that next week we're also having a a time of open microphone and it might be good just to to sneak that one in there as well. Um, But we know, don't we? We know what it is to actually experience the Holy Spirit just actually prompting us as we're going about our, our, our daily lives. We don't need some crisis. We don't need some big circumstances. We're going about our our daily lives and our daily interactions, and he just prompts us into these places we know that are going to cause us to grow, to grow in our obedience to him, to grow in our faith, to grow in our witness, to grow in the way that we actually forgive people, whatever it is, this is part of what the, the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And as we step into that place of being a people who are led by the Spirit and are listening to the Spirit's voice and the Spirit's leading in our lives, we will find that I think these moments of stretch will appear in everyday discipleship all the time. And as if we start to grab hold of them, making room in our lives, partly time, because sometimes we need to go do something, but partly headspace and heart space to grab hold of them and run with them, and I can't wait to see how God will use that to actually grow us in our relationship with him. So again, I want to use a little illustration from the scriptures. This might be a little, little less, less accessible for, for some of us, but um, King David in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 24 uh, is on the run from King Saul. So the context for this is he's already been anointed by the prophet as Israel's king, but Saul is still the king, and obviously that is a problem for Saul. Uh, so David is on the run with his mighty men effectively just trying not to be killed in this season of life. So that's, that's the context of his everyday life, hence why it's a little less accessible for us. And Saul is chasing him, trying to deal with this threat. 
to his kingship. And there is a story that happens in 1 Samuel chapter 24, where David is hiding out with his men in the, in the back of a cave. Do you, do you know, not if you know this story. Um, and if you don't, I'm t- going to tell it anyway. So you're going to know it after today. So Saul uh, needs, to, he needs to relieve himself. These things do happen, I've been told. And being the king, he obviously doesn't want to do that in front of his men, because that would be dishonorable. So he goes and finds his private place, which happens to be in this cave where Dave and his mighty men are hiding at the back of, and caves being dark, him coming in from, obviously from the desert. He hasn't, he, he, he's not able to see what is happening and what's at the back. And so David creeps up to Saul in this moment. And I'm sure we've all been there where we know we shouldn't, but we just want to test um, what we can do. And it cuts off the corner of Saul's robe. And the bit that I want to hang in here is the verse 5, because I think this is like a spirit-prompting moment of stretch that can happen in the everyday life. And so the Bible records that afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. And she uses this as a, a teaching illustration then for the guys around him. He says, Man, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. And so he actually goes out and there's this almost reconciliation with King Saul that happens out the front of the cave. It doesn't lead to a super happy ending because they're back doing the same dance two chapters later if you know the story of, of King David and Saul. But in this moment, David has this prompting, this, this moment where he can stretch in his obedience to God and his understanding of who God has called him to be in this moment as he sits there with the corner of the robe of his enemy in his hands. Just that conviction that... I should not have even done that. And to then actually go out and, and confess that to King Saul and just prostrate himself um, before him, I think is this beautiful moment there where God is at work in David. Now again, a little not as accessible for us because chances are no kings are hunting you. And if they are, I would love to hear that story uh, over morning tea. But we do know what it is like to be going about our everyday lives just trying to survive, just trying to get by and at times take opportunities or just flirt with things that we possibly know that we shouldn't. And in those moments, we can often hear God speak and God lead us to something where he's doing a work in us. Super easy for King David in that space to be like, well, I didn't kill him. I've got the corner of his robe, but he's now gone out there. Well, I know I shouldn't have done that. But in this moment, he actually grabs hold of the stretch, embraces it, confesses to his men. And this is not right, goes and is reconciled to Saul. I think we experience that all the time. And this is that beautiful moment that Peter has on the water with Jesus as well, where there's something in him as he's sitting in the boat, seeing Jesus walk on the water, where he is prompted to just say, hey, Jesus, if that is you, tell me to come to you. And he does. Got lots of stories about that in my own life. Can I share a random one? Because I know you guys like random stuff. You guys are in church a lot. You want to hear something random. So, so a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to pray for someone who was expecting a baby, but also to pray for someone uh, who was trying to get pregnant. And I remember praying for, for this, this person, this couple, and you, you do what you normally do. You end up praying effectively for this unborn child, that, that God would gift them this child, and end up praying, obviously, for how God would bless and protect and grow on that child yeah, kind of into adulthood, but also the impact that child would have on the faith of their parents. That wasn't the stretch for me. That was, that was fairly normal stuff. But I remember a day or two later, just this little prompting of the Holy Spirit, just being like, you're prepared to pray for a child yet to be conceived and the impact that they will have on the people around them. Would you ever pray for a Christian who's yet to be saved in the life of our church? And I just thought, ooh, <laughs> 
that's outside my current comfort zone, and we can theologize about that later. <laughs> but I actually remember actually going, okay, well, I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray for the people that may come to faith in, in the Alpha course or just in the, in, in the course of our life, haven't made a pattern of that or anything like that. But I remember this, this it was a, a faith stretch. It was a, a focus sharpen. It was an orientation of my heart to actually, I expect that God will bring people into his kingdom in the life of this church, and I'm anticipating, and I'm ready, and I am already praying for them. I mean, I remember the first time God prompted me, hey, just, just give a week's wage away, which is not a huge amount. But at the time for me, that was a stretch. It was the, the most I'd, I'd ever given away in, in one go. And finding that was a really joyful experience. And this is what happens. You stretch and you go, that wasn't so bad. And after a while, stretching just becomes the thing that you, you want stretch for. You're like, well, that's actually normal now. And you can stretch from that place. I think that's the, the power of stretching so here's the point here. I, I don't want to need some sort of crisis in order to grow. I want to be so available to the Spirit's work in my life that all throughout every day I'm taking every opportunity to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit that lead me beyond where I currently am in my Christian walk. Does that make sense? And the reason I get so excited about this one is just I get this sense of just how much that would accelerate my growth, my understanding of God, my, my character, my impact and influence for him in this world if I'm constantly taking these everyday opportunities. It's so much so that I, I want my life to confront people with the reality of God. So, so my unsaved family members see me about once a year or so. They see me at Christmas and they're like, you have changed so much since last Christmas. And you say that's because of God. I can't think of any other reason that you would have changed so much. Does that make sense? So when these moments of stretch appear in your everyday discipleship, make sure they're not getting crowded out by the busyness and all the other stuff that's going on in our heads, the commitments and the relationships and the habits. Make room to actually grab hold of them and live them out. Finally, and I think this is an important one, uh, that when stretching has become a memory, position yourself to stretch. This is the classic bodybuilder wisdom, right? So if you are working out, you're lifting weights, you hit the plateau. Your body can do it. You've learned how to do it. You've done all the growing you're going to do at that level. And so what do they need to do at that point? They mix it up. Position themselves for further growth. They up the weights. They up the intensity. They change something up in order to continue growing. So not only do they not stay at the same level, but so they don't end up atrophying and going backwards. I think the same is true in the Christian life. It is so easy for us to have stories that are far too old of how God has grown us and been at work in our lives when we are called every day into this ongoing process where God is shaping us, forming us, and transforming us. And so we actually need to actively position ourselves to stretch to put ourselves in those kind of catalytic environments, if you like, where we're going to understand God more, we're going to learn more what it means to, to walk in faith or whatever area that you're seeking to stretch yourself. And I find a particularly challenging example of this in the person of Moses in Exodus chapter 33. So Moses by this time has already seen enormous personal growth and powerful things with God. He's had these crazy times with God, burning bush experience, leading the people out of, of slavery, seeing God, you know, part Red Sea, all that kind of, kind of stuff. Met with him face to face, kind of had these, these tablets, these, these 10 commandments and all that stuff. So he, he has, you would think, a pretty sweet relationship with God and understanding. Maybe he could rest on his laurels a bit. 
In Exodus 33, uh, we have this beautiful verse, and this is in verse 15, and then Moses says, now show me your glory. God has just said, yep, I'm going to go with you from this place. Don't worry, my presence is going to be with you. We're going to go with you from here. And it's like Moses is like, no, but I actually want want more. I know there's more. I know there's more of you to be revealed and for me to understand and for me to experience. And this is almost like this hunger in Moses, this almost like stubbornness, like, no, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to lean in. I'm ready to go deeper. I'm ready to know you more at a deeper level. Show me your glory. And we get this beautiful record as well of what God says, how he reveals himself to Moses and then obviously through the scriptures to us as well, that he is the Lord, the Lord, the gracious and the compassionate one. It's a really good thing. This is the thing we see in Paul so strongly as well from Philippians, that he presses on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus has for him. You know, in our busyness and in all the crazy things that we accumulate in our lives, the stuff, the commitments, the habits, the relationships, maybe even some of the thought patterns, it can be all too easy to end up just giving our leftovers to God, our leftover time, our leftover mental energy, our leftover commitments, and being in some weird way content with where we're at. But I think the beautiful thing about our God is that he calls us ever deeper, ever onwards, ever further. You don't have to talk to anyone about this right now, but just think, what is an example of something that you could do that would position yourself for further growth this week? If you only ever hang out in the New Testament, maybe it's time to read some Old Testament. If you only ever read a verse at a time with a devotional thought, maybe it's time to sit down with a a whole passage and read it multiple times. If you struggle to pray out loud, why don't you find somebody that you're really comfortable with and pray out loud. I mean, this is the kind of stuff. It's really easy. Just find places that are going to stretch you. We've got stacks of opportunities in the life of our church as well coming up. The Blessings course is the final day to sign up for that if you want to jump into that environment. There's a Wellspring conference that Rybaps is running in a couple of weekends. Details are in your newsletter. There's a worship night. The week after that, you can step into as well. Maybe for some of you it means, well, I need actually finally ask someone to be my mentor. I've been holding that off for a while or or whatever it is. Put yourself in an environment where you are going to grow that's going to cause you to stretch because isn't it so wonderful that day by day we get to know him better, we get to love him more fully, we get to see the work of his spirit form us and shape us and let's come back to that in six months, 12 months, a year, two years, five, ten. Don't we want to be walking closer with him than ever? Don't we want to look more like Jesus than ever? Then embrace these seasons of stretch. Lean into them. Grab hold of them. Position ourselves to grow. I'm going to pray just to round out our time together this morning. Here's a stretch for me. So if you feel that you are in a season of stretch right now, if in that first point that I was making you realise that's me, I'm in a circumstance or I'm facing something at the moment that is a season of stretch. Um, would you actually just stand up? I'm not going to get you to share anything about that. Just, we just actually want to pray for you very specifically. So maybe that's a bit of a stretch for you as well. Stretch together. Everyone's life is good. And if you know the person around you and you're comfortable, would you just actually just, just lay a hand on them and we're just going to pray for them in this season right now. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for those who are standing right now. Because as they recognise that there's something about the season or, or the circumstance that they're facing right now that is that's outside their comfort zone, that, that's causing them to stretch. God, I just want to pray for your sustaining grace and your presence with them in that season. Uh, Father, I want to pray that you would hear the cries of their heart in these circumstances as well. 
God, whether it's looking to you to provide uh, or to protect or, or to heal or to restore, to forgive, whatever it is, Father, I just want to pray that, that desire, that prayer of their heart, God, that you would be quick to come to their aid and to strengthen and equip them for whatever it is that they're facing. But so more than this, God, we want to pray for what you are at work doing in their lives. Jesus, we want to thank you that you are present by the power of your spirit in their lives and that you are going to use this to draw them close to you, that they might have an even greater understanding of who you are and what it means to actually walk through every season of life with you right by our sides. Father, I pray that you would give them each that kind of sense, that discernment of what it is that you are maybe seeking to do or to teach or how to grow them in this season. And God, would you give them the courage, I pray, to lean in that into a really greater way. And we just want to ask this for their sakes and for your glory, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to invite everyone to stand because I'd love to pray for us all as well. Uh, Heavenly Father, for each uh, and every one of us um, who love you and have put our faith and our trust uh, in you, Jesus, we just want to declare that you are our Lord, that you are our master, that you are the one that we orient our entire lives around. Jesus, that that you are the one that we look to, that we want to become like, and that day by day we want to know you better. We want to love you more fully. We want to be shaped more thoroughly by your Spirit as we are ever increasingly transformed into your image. So Holy Spirit, I just pray for the day by day, moment by moment, promptings that you're going to lay on people's hearts and in their lives, for them to step into that place of maybe doing something that is outside their comfort zone. Father, I thank you that you love us so much that you would be so ingrained in the everyday stuff of our everyday lives. But Jesus, for all of us, would you give us just really open ears to be able to hear some of these promptings and the room in our heart and in our lives to be able to grab hold of them and step into them. And Lord, I just pray that as we do, this automatic reflex of just saying yes to these promptings, uh, even those which maybe terrify us or get our heart racing (laughs) a thousand beats a minute, God, that our reflex would just become so normal and so ingrained in the way that we respond to your Spirit's promptings, that every time we hear that Spirit promptings, our natural response is just to say, yes, Lord, yes. Is that you? Then yes, call me into that and I'm going to step into that. And as we do, Lord, I look forward to the ways that you are going to transform us as a community together and transform us as individual disciples as your spirit is at work in each of us. And Lord, we want to thank you at the end of this that ultimately this is about you and this is for you. This is empowered and led by you. And we want it, Lord. So move amongst us in power, we pray. Stretch us, grow us, make us more like your son, Jesus. Amen.